Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 202, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your weekend going? How the hell was your week? Coming to you late Sunday night here, uh, drinking my typical Topo Chico seltzer. And it's actually kind of weird to look out and see all these Christmas lights and like Santa Claus and reindeer decorations and stuff. And it's like 86 degrees all day today. It can't be much below 80 degrees right now. I'm wearing a freaking tank top, dude. It's like, how are you supposed to get in the Christmas spirit when the weather's like this? It's like we're having Christmas in Hawaii or something. It's, it's almost like, you know, people left their lights and their decorations up, you know, past six months through the year. And it's just like, well, fuck it. You know, like we're already halfway through the year. Just leave them up the rest of the year. You got two years. You got you put them up once and you got two years of use out of it. You know, uh, that's what in reality that Christmas is only 15 days away. That's uh, that's hard to believe, dude. And I'm so far behind. Um, and this was kind of like a New Year's resolution for me to be done with all of my Christmas shit now already done. You know, uh, and, and that didn't happen. I, I have some of it. You know, my plan was to nickel and dime all year. I buy one thing here, five bucks. I buy another thing there, 10 bucks. And, you know, by the end of the year, you've accumulated all these gifts and you go, here you go, family. I'm done. I don't have to punch anybody on Black Friday for a Jenga set. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is, that's what ruins the holidays. Just the way people treat each other. I'm telling you, I, I swear, I see it every year. People just start driving worse around the holiday. People get stressed. You know, I got to get this special gift and, you know, all the, dude, it's just hectic. It just takes all the fun out of it. Um, and I'm honestly considering just shopping online for the rest of Christmas and just being done with it. Just doing it that way, being done, uh, the end. Because I just, you know, and, and you get sucked into the videos too. Like I saw a video today in a Walmart you know, people fighting over shit. And it's just, you can't help but click on it. You're like, hey, I have a Walmart by me. It looks exact, same layout and everything. This one just happens to be in Missouri. You know, and like, what are these people fighting about in this Walmart? It's I just, it's ridiculous, man. Uh, so th that coupled with this 86 degree weather, it's just like, is it even Christmas? Um, anyways, let's take our first drink for the night. Cheers, everybody. I just found out about this. Uh, Joel Osteen of Lakewood Church, you know, he bought the, the Rockets old uh, stadium or whatever. That's where they do their church. They call it Lakewood now. Joel Osteen is in some hot water right now, uh, which is, you know, nothing new for him. What, what happened back with that flood in Houston? And there are people that live across the street from that, uh, you know, the church or whatever it's a now it's now a church it used to be a basketball stadium there's people who live across from the church and, the, and all the flooding was happening down there and people are dying and you know they need a place to go and and joel osteen's like no not here you know uh are you a member you know it's just, and so he was in hot water over that now listen to this dude i don't know if anyone's heard about this this is crazy i can't believe this uh, so there was a plumber just doing repairs and he gets behind this wall and he calls the local news immediately after he, you know, kind of busts down whatever it is, the drywall, whatever kind of material they have, you know, making the wall. You know, he has to get back there, fix the pipes, 
fix the plumbing, whatever their issue was. You know, maybe they had flooding. Uh, how ironic. Um, <laughs> but he gets back there and he finds $600,000 in like checks and cash and all this and that just stuffed into the wall, like literally breaking bad, like Walter White stuffing cash into the walls of his house. Literally like, and I, you know, I don't know. Joel, Joel Osteen's always going to find a way. I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't do any maintenance. I just get up here and preach every Sunday to the good people of Houston. You know, like he's not going to get in any trouble for it, but that it's really fucking fishy. Here's the fishy part. This is juicy. Uh, the fishy part is that they reported, I think it was like eight years ago, they reported $600,000 in donations missing. And this plumber goes in there to do a repair and, and finds this money just in the wall. And it's like nobody, okay, whoever's been putting it there, you didn't think like we have plumbers come. I don't know. It's just weird. Like you could have got away with it. I feel like that could have been moved very easily. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he gets in there and he goes, holy shit, what the hell is this? And he calls the local news station and I wonder what they paid him for the story, honestly, or maybe they had to write up a contract real quick or something. I don't know how that works. Like if you see something breaking, like breaking news and you call a, a news station, how does that work? How do they pay you out? Do you have to make a contract and, and they have to say, uh, they probably have some sort of rating system, right? To where it's like, okay, if it, if it's a tier one, you know, it's a low level of tier two, you know, it might go, go all the way up to five. Tier five, this is a tier five story. I feel like the, the Joel Osteen out of five tiers would probably be like a four, honestly, four tier story. He didn't murder anybody. That would be a five tier story. But report $600,000 missing that, that were donations. A plumber comes in, finds $600,000 in the wall, calls local media. And, and now, like I said, Joel Osteen's in fucking hot water again, man. It's like, what are you doing? Do and, and I gotta, honestly, uh, if, if I were to give anyone an award, it would be the plumber that found, uh, I think his name's Justin. He would, he didn't want to give a last name. His name's Justin. That sounds like a plumber name, right? Uh, but he didn't, he didn't want to be, you know, they, he didn't want to be identified. And I just wonder what kind of reward he got, because honestly, you got to applaud him to even call and like report that kind of money. I'd, I'd be like $600,000 in the wall. If I'm that plumber, I'd probably come up with a fake name, Justin. I'd call into the news station and be like, yeah, my name's Justin, whatever. Don't, don't worry about my last name. Dude, I would be like, I just found $400,000 in the walls of Lakewood Church, and I'd be at the airport about to board a plane on my new cell phone headed to my new friends in like a tropical location. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> I, you got to give it to the guy for not just taking some of the money and being like, you know. Um, but maybe he knew more about it. I don't know. Maybe he's a part of the church. Maybe he remembers some scandal from eight years ago where $600,000 went missing and he starts going, Hey, that looks like about $600,000 in this wall right here. This is the, I think this is the missing money. I better call, call the news station. I actually really am interested in, um, in how that works with the news station. Like how do they get it so fast? If I have a breaking story 
it's like time sensitive. You know, if, if anyone else walks in and discovers what I discovered, they can do the same thing I'm doing. They can call the news station too and say, no, it was me. I discovered it. So it's like time sensitive, but how do you guarantee like that the news station is going to, um, you know, pay you? It has to be a contract. It has to be. Otherwise I'd be like, well, never mind. I don't have anything for you. No, no, Mr. Sims, we, we really want to hear what you have to say. You know, what, what, out of the five tiers, which tier do you think it is? And I, you know, I'd feel like the fifth tier being murder. And they'd be like, yes, sir, Mr. Sims, the fifth tier being murder. What tier do you think this story is? And I'd be like, uh, tier four. Yeah, it might even be a, like tier 4.8. I don't know. I don't know. It's a big story. It's a big story. Uh, so this fucking guy, and you know what pisses me off, honestly, about Joel Osteen? is, is, uh, this guy, this man, this man is talented. And, and I know this isn't going to be a popular opinion or belief, but just his motive. Look what he's done with his church, just from a motivation, take God out of it, which I know that's his thing. It's a church. I get it. Take God out of it. Take all of that out of it. He's, he's a very motivational person and that pisses me off that he's doing this kind of shit or at least letting this kind of shit slide in his church. You know, no wonder he's fucking smiling all the time. He's standing up on that stage, staring at $600,000 in the wall. You know what I mean? It's like he, he closes his eyes when he preaches. He's like picturing all the money in the walls. Jesus wants you to be money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Happy. I meant happy. Oh, dude, it's fucking insane. It's just, he can't get right. <laughs> no matter, he just can't do it. And, and it pisses me off too because he's very talented as far as speaking, as far as his, bro everything he's done to build his church. He's so fucking talented, man. And just a great motivational speaker. Take, you know, obviously, you know, take the religion out of it. I, he could motivate somebody very easily. He's got a, you know, just charisma. He's got charisma. And that's what it takes to be a motivational speaker. But, um, yeah, dude, I don't know how the plumber did it. I, I really don't know how the plumber did it. I don't know how he called and was like, well, I'm not going to take any of this money. He had to take a hundred, right? You took a hundred, didn't you? It was all in hundreds. I just picture it wrapped up in plastic, like just stuffed in the walls. It's crazy. I'm going to take another drink. Cheers, everybody. Lakewood Church, man. Um, and you know what? The, the crazy thing about it, it'll, it'll be packed Sunday. I, today is Sunday. Did they have service today? I bet they had their normal services. I bet everything was fine. You know? Ah, $600,000 just, you know. And, and, and this also, this isn't going to be a popular belief. Uh, I just want to throw this out there. Could you imagine how much uh, state the state of Texas could generate, let's just take the city of Houston could generate if they just tax churches. I know, I know, I know that's not a popular belief. You can't tax churches, blah, blah, blah. I think that's complete horseshit. I think they're playing the system, you know, and obviously, yeah, they're up there preaching and they're up there giving a message and maybe it's something that feels true to their heart. And I'm not bashing him for that. That's not what I'm... Take any religion, Muslim, uh, uh, Christianity, take any of them. Um, Judaism. Sorry, it took me a minute to think of a third one. I'm, I'm stupid. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, why don't we tax the churches? To be honest with you, why don't we? It just seems like the government just has a... just 
such a heavy hand with people like me when it comes to taxes, but they got such a light hand when it comes to someone making millions of dollars. Okay, so I pay just normally, you know, not to get too mathy on, on the podcast right now, but I pay about 18%, <clears throat> you know, just like a normal week's check. There it times that by 0.18, which is 18%. That's what they take out of my taxes. I'm not even asking for them to tax churches that much. And you know why? It's because let's just say my check is $500 and they're taxing me 18%. What does that leave me? That leaves me like, uh, I don't know, high 400s, 480 something, right? Somewhere in there. That leaves me 480 take home, right? So, so what does that mean? They got $15 off of me for my check. Just imagine 10% off of a million dollars. How much that would pay to improve roads and and do all the things they need to do. Why? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get why we don't tax the churches. Uh, you can write this podcast at drinkitilyoupodcast at gmail.com. Or I do have a phone number if you'd like to get more direct contact and just call me an idiot. Or explain to me why we don't just tax these churches. You know, and, and I get it. It's the religious thing. And, but that's just a loophole, it seems like to me, man. If they have employees and they have a valet service and, you know, they got to pay to keep the lights on and the water running. It's a business. It's a brick and mortar business. Why are they not being taxed? I know that's not a popular belief or opinion, but it, it should happen, dude. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Even with these, you know, billionaires. Yeah, take Take Amazon, for example. Why don't we tax that guy? Okay, that's cool. You want to take, we don't necessarily agree with it. You want to take your company overseas to mass produce, whatever. Well, I guess that's not Amazon's job. That's everybody else's job. And Amazon's just there to ship it wherever it needs to go. But either way, Amazon's still profiting off of child labor, which we all agree is wrong. In this country, we all agree that's wrong in this country, but in other countries, it's okay. No, it's not. So, okay, you want to take your business overseas and then you want to just make American dollars off your business. That's fine. You can totally do that. Here's a specific tax just for you, just for someone like you who wants to do that and try to play these loopholes. We're still going to tax you because we need to. Instead, what do they ask us to do? What do they ask Joe Blow to do? What do they ask Mr. Chris Sims to do? You know? It's like, I got to pay the taxes. I got to, you know, the IRS is on my ass. And it's just like, it's, it's such bullshit, dude. It's such bullshit. And, and maybe this will be the start. Maybe this $600,000 will be the start uh, <laughs> to taxing the churches. I mean, because obviously, like, look, dude, you got 600000 almost a million dollars sitting in the wall. And it's just like, it's been there for how long? Eight years? You, like, that could be paid in taxes. That's absolutely what should happen with that money immediately, just for hiding it, just for the shadiness. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the rant. Cheers, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. If you're looking for a way to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Whether you're selling online, running an office, or maybe you're like me, you ordered a million koozies, you don't know how to get rid of them. Stamps.com can save you time, money, and stress of the holidays. Access all 
all the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS's rates and 76% off UPS. Going to the post office is like um, using the stairs versus using the elevator. You, you don't want to use the stairs all day long. I mean, that's good cardio, but you're going to kill yourself day after day. Just go to stamps.com. Save time and money this holiday season. Sign up with my promo code POD for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code POD. That's stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All right, time for the underrated tweet of the week. This is an account you should all go follow. Underrated tweets, underrated account. Uh, stop the treadmill real quick. Pull out your cell phone. Pull up Twitter. At drink until you stop. Stop what you're doing in the cubicle. Your boss can get that later. Pull up Twitter. That's more important right now. At drink until you. This is the part of the show where I pat myself on the back and I pretend like I have the best Twitter account on Twitter to ever Twitter. Uh, so here's the underrated tweet of the week. Uh, it revolves a, a hockey fight that got a little out of hand uh, between Brady Kachuk and Brendan Lemieux. Uh, the Lemieux name is like synonymous with hockey. I think Kachuk too at this point. Uh, Lemieux, I believe, probably being the older of the two in hockey. Uh, but anyway, Brady and Br that just sounds like two stepbrother names, right? <laughs> like the movie Stepbrothers, Brady and Brendan. Two stepbrothers got in a fight. With, like they got a fucking bike out there and a bat. You know, uh, <laughs> but the fight did get out of hand. So here's what happened. Apparently, you know, just the two families, there's a lot of rivalry there. It, it overflows into the kids, which is Brady and Brendan. Uh, and they end up getting in a fight on the ice. Well, well the fucked up thing is um, Lemieux was ended up on top. You know, the refs jump in at a certain point after the fight's over, just separating the guys, you know, hey, good fight. Take it easy calm down, you know, they have to just hold him, grab him, you know. Uh, so Lemieux decides uh, to bite Brady Kachuk on the hand. Like, Brady Kachuk reaches up to be like, you know, get the fuck off me. Like, this is over. Like, the fight's over. The refs are here. Like, get away, you know. And he puts his hand up there, and you can see Lemieux's head, like his body language changes to like, ah, is the only thing I can feel. <laughs> like, he probably didn't make that noise, but the the motion his head made was a yeah and he like you could tell the moment he bit him and i was you know obviously that's a terrible thing to do to someone else but it's still fucking comical you know and and i'm thinking to myself i'm like what's worse to be the biter or the bitey you know because you got to think like if you're the one if you're lemieux in this situation and you're biting the other guy you're going to have to deal with that, the consequences of that later. You fucking pussy. Even maybe from your own teammates. You don't fucking bite. What are you, four years old? You know, you bit something. Like, the fight was over. You had to bite him. You, you don't do that. Or, I think the more embarrassing of the two is to have to get up as a grown man off the ice and hold your hand out to the ref. This is what he did. He got up off the ice. He starts skating to the bench. And he's holding his bloody hand up. He goes, he bit me. He fucking bit me. Like, that's more embarrassing to me to have to get up as a grown man and say he fucking bit me. You know, like biting's bad enough, but to have to admit he bit me <laughs> to get him in more trouble. You know, it's like two little kids tattling on each other. Um, so anyway, the tweet 
that goes along with this retweeted uh, hockey fight. Uh, this is all it says. To hold a man down to the ice while being bitten. What a jerk, number 86 referee. <laughs> so there's my underrated tweet of the week. Uh, let's take another drink. Where'd my beer go? Oh my God, I lost my beer. Oh no, there it is. Okay, cheers everybody. Hey, and if you'd ever like to join in on the fun, voice your opinion on this podcast. I've made that easier than ever. You can always go to drinkandtellypodcast.gmail.com or now I have a phone number you can dial. And I'm, you know, I I have to say this too. I'm not giving out this phone number so I can like sell your information or any of that shit. Like any, anything you say, you know, is between you and me, unless, you know, I ask for consent to put it on the podcast. Um, but I'm not, I, I swear to God, I'm not selling anybody's information or phone numbers or anything like that. That's not what this is for. I honestly just started this phone number uh, to kind of get a hold of like my demographic a little bit better. Uh, after doing this for four years, like, I, dude, I don't know who listens to this. A fucking hobo sleeping in the gutter is probably listening. I don't know. I really don't know. So that's the point of the phone number. You can always reach out to this podcast immediately. You can call or you can text. The number is 682. 682- 386, the number one, and then drink until you. The letters for drink until you, or Daryl Underwear Yoga. Uh, so let me give that number to you again 682 386 1 Daryl Underwear Yoga. If you want to reach out, if you just want to call me a dumbass, that's fine too. I, I appreciate those. What was that email I got one time? It just, I don't know what episode it was, but it just said, fuck you. That's it. That was it. I don't, I couldn't tell, you know, just by the, the account name or the email that sent it to me. I couldn't tell if it was a male or a female. It just said, fuck you. And I laughed. It was honestly great. And, um, I actually need to go find that. I need to post that on Instagram. Uh, but if you're out there, fuck you person that cheers to you. Thanks for at least writing, I guess, giving me some sort of opinion. (laughs) All right. I saved it for the end of the episode. Uh, you guys know as soon as I hit record, uh, I just want to start talking sports. But I refrain this time. I saved it for the last eight minutes of the episode. Uh, so let uh, real quick, uh, Mark Cuban kind of getting a lot of shit on Twitter right now. Uh, I guess the the contract with, with Dirk, you know, uh, people feel like he's underpaying. Uh, and now with Luca, he feels uh, they feel like he's underpaying. But I thought I thought the whole idea was, you know, if if he takes a little bit less, we can build a better team around you. Therefore, we win a championship more than likely. You know, right? Isn't that the idea? I thought that was all agreed upon and okay. All of a sudden, now Mark Cuban's just in, in kind of a little bit of hot water. And I say just a little. He's not in Joel Osteen hot water. You know, he didn't hide a million dollars in the the walls of the AAC. You know what I mean? Like it's just a little bit like, Hey, you know, it, it seems like you're not being fair to these players, which is, you know, I, I, I really don't get into contracts and stuff like that. I will a little bit if it's uh, you know, like a huge number contract It's like, I can't believe he's getting paid that much to pay, play a child's game. You know what I mean? Like at a professional level for sure. But I mean, it's still a child's game, putting a ball in a hoop. Come on, man. Um, 
so that's going on with the Mavericks, and the Mavericks are doing pretty good this, you know, so far this season. They have a winning record. Um, I think we won one against New Orleans, and we dropped the next one against New Orleans. So, you know, we're right in there. We're above five hundred. We're we're at least five or six games above five hundred. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, dude. I've just been so busy this week, man. Like, just a lot's been going on. I haven't. I didn't even watch the Cowboys game this week. Like, and that's that's. I never do that. I think that's probably the first one I've missed in years. Uh, you know, at least listening to it on the radio or scoreboard watching or something. Dude, I just had so much going on with my daughter. I just couldn't, you know, couldn't sit down and focus and, and figure it out. So anyway, I did go back and watch the highlights. Great game. Uh, yeah, I always love beating up on the Saints because it seems like, especially like the back in the Drew Brees days, it's just like it, it was never a guarantee. You know, there's some teams out there, it's like, it's kind of a guarantee. Unless you just have a shit day, it's a guarantee. Uh, the Saints were never, God, dude, they're always giving us a fucking hard time. And, you know, back in the Romo days, too, like, we'd have a pretty good season going. And it's like, you know, you're looking at the schedule uh, beforehand. You're like, all right, yeah, I see the Saints. They're like, no problem. No big deal. And And sure enough, they beat you. They beat you that season. It's just like, fuck, I hate, I hate teams like that. Uh, but it was a great game overall. Um, I feel like it was a bit sloppy, you know, until the end. Uh, I just feel like we really should have just crushed St. Louis. Uh, not St. Louis. Uh, New Orleans. I, I really feel like we should have just crushed them. Um, but that wasn't the case. And, you know, you got men on the other side of that football, too, that are not going to let that happen. So uh, they hung in there for, for a good while. Um, our defense just stepped up offense. Uh, stepped up. Um, I'm I'm just not sure on the kicker either. That's my only thing. I, I'm I'm not sure on. I don't know. Going into the playoff playoffs, is this guy solid? Zerline, Zerliner, however you say his name, is he solid? And I don't feel like you know what I, I I've seen this season. I don't feel like any kicker has been solid. Uh. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we should do about the kicker. It's like almost too late in the season to, you know, try to find somebody else or, you know, let somebody else try out or whatever, however they do the process. Uh, and actually, uh, neighbors in Texas, Houston, Texas have been, uh, Texans have been eliminated completely for this year's playoffs. So they, they obviously have a terrible record, which is, you know, it's funny. It's sort of like when your little brother trips and falls down and cries too much because it's like it didn't hurt that bad you're just overselling it it's it's funny you know <laughs> uh and, and, and dallas stars news to change gears and and more hockey news uh dallas stars on a six game winning streak and i'm telling you man um i've, I've praised rick bonus uh the past two episodes i'm 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 gonna go less on the praise i'm gonna go more on the uh I, I keep retweeting these things like uh, Rick Bonus has his Dallas Stars playing great, right, DFW? And I'm hashtagging NHL, hashtag Texas Hockey, at Dallas Stars, uh, you know, at NHL, anything I can do. I'm doing all the tags. I'm doing everything. And it's fucking crickets, dude. Nobody wants to say shit about Rick Bonus. Nobody wants to praise him at all. Uh, Mike Heike, I think he had a stroke recently. And... Uh, one of the first things Rick Bonus, or the actual first thing Rick Bonus said when he came out after the game, after our win, since we are on a six-game winning streak, by the way, 
Um, one of the first things he says is, I see one of these, these chairs is missing. You know, I, I wish him a speedy recovery and, you know, get him back in here and fill that chair again. Like, that guy is a good guy. And, of course, you got the people underneath on, on Twitter going, oh, well, he, he cut so-and-so right before the... I, fr I forget the fucking kid's name. I, I can't remember. It's like Kiro. Is it Kiro? No, Kiro's already played. I can't remember the kid's name. But you know, you remember what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago? He, he called his friends, hey, mom, I'm going to be playing in the NHL. You got to be there. Hey, buddy, I went to college with. You got to be there. Hey, brother. Hey, sister. Hey, everybody I know. You have to be there. I'm playing in the NHL for the first time ever for the Dallas Stars. You got to be there. Four hours before the game, Rick Bonus, you know, cuts him, makes a business decision, cuts him. And he just gets shit for that, for being just this cold-hearted jerk and piece of shit, terrible coach and all this and that. And now... Uh, sorry, I hit the recorder there. Now that the roles are reversed and the stars are playing like a fucking team, nobody wants to give the man credit. And I retweeted. Somebody said it beautifully about the, the whole Mike Heike thing. You know, he had the stroke or whatever. Rick Bonus comes out and says, uh, uh, says, I see an empty chair, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of the guys, you know, someone's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that doesn't make up for cutting so-and-so right before this game. And it's like... And the guy said the perfect thing. It's like, if if you can get onto him for that and hate on him for that, then you got to commend him for, for this too. And and that's what we're missing. We're missing the balance uh, in, in the, the stars community, I feel like. At least the people with voices and opinions that I see, we're, we're, we're missing both sides. It's not all one way. He's not the antichrist. You know what I mean? Like demonizing this man that way is just silly. It's a sport, dude. That's almost as silly as going to a like stadium and someone else has an opposing jersey on and you get in a fight with them. Like that is you're stupid. It's why why colors? That's what I never understood about the whole gang thing. You know the the Crips and the blood. I'm not talking shit. Nobody roll up on me and do, do a 187 in my ass, as Mike Rappaport would say. <laughs> but I don't get it. Blood, you know, the red and blue. Like, we're fighting over colors. Like, it's silly. Um, but anyways, you just got to praise this. And, and, and the team, too. I, and I, this, is, this is on me. This is where I will extend the olive branch. Because I'm hard on the players. Me personally, I will retweet at Jamie Ben at Tyler. I don't give a fuck. I'm aggressive as shit. I will retweet at them. You played like shit or, you know, way to stick up for your teammates or, you know, whatever. And it's like, I, okay, so that's me. But now at this point, six game winning streak, I, I'm just going, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, we're good. We're like, we're playing like, a, like the, the, the players. I, I appreciate what you're doing. I have nothing to say, nothing bad to say. Even with Tyler Sagan, he might not be scoring every game, but he's contributing, and that I appreciate that. I see that. I see when he's in the right position to get the puck out of the zone. You know what I mean? Like, those things add up, too. So uh, if, if I can give the players a little bit of credit, can he give Rick Bonus just a little bit of credit? Can, can he maybe know a little bit of what he's doing? Can he maybe know how to motivate his team? Um, 
And sad news, too. I heard Anton Hudobin is going to uh, possibly, more than likely, going to Buffalo. Like, don't do that to that man. <laughs> don't do that to him. It's like the fucking monster and, you know, the the abominable snowman in Monsters, Inc. You know, he just gets banished. That's what they're doing to Hudobin, and he's such a gym. This man almost stood on his head and won us the Stanley Cup as a backup goaltender. I will love this man until the end. Don't send him to Buffalo. Do they need another goalie in, in Tampa? <laughs> Not with Vasilevsky in there. Uh, do they need another goalie in a uh, fuck St. Louis? Uh, do they need another goalie in, in Minnesota? You know, a guy who can give the team some morale. That's that's I, that's who I want to see him go to. Someone like that. Not Buffalo. Oh, God. I'm not going to win a cup ever. Uh, they're, they're, they're one of the teams remaining that hasn't won a cup, right? Uh, <laughs> it's just I don't want to see that, man. I, I really don't want to see that. Who doping in a Buffalo jersey? I'd rather him have a chance to win a cup after everything he's done for us. You know, sure, he's had his problems. You know, he was, like, skipping practice at some point and probably boozing, you know, staying out too late boozing, whatever. But you love the guy for it, right? I do. Uh, just a great fucking dude. But, uh, dude, Rick Bonus got those Dallas Stars. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. Rick Bonus got those Stars uh, playing like a team, man. And, and the players are executing the game plan. And I'm still of the firm belief, I'm going to keep rambling on this for a little bit because I'm passionate about it, uh, which by the way, I, I've been told that when I get intense on this podcast, it induces road rage. So uh, I'm not trying to do that. That's, I'm, I'm trying to be more uh, mellow about these and not, not yell into the microphone as much. Uh, what was I saying? Well, it's something to do with hockey. I don't know. What was the last point I was going to make? I, I don't even remember anymore. Um, fuck. Uh, well, I guess it's gone. <laughs> I guess that's how it, that's how it ends. It's just gone. That, that, uh, that thought was like a fart in the wind, wasn't it? <laughs> Anyways, I guess I have to down this whole fucking thing now. I'll be right back. Give me one sec. Hey, this is the only podcast that lasts until the last drop, by the way. Uh, so you have to down your drink. I'll be right back. You have, I mean, in your time, you have like no time to down your drink. But in my time, I could come back three hours later and finish off my drink. You know what I mean? So uh, I'll try to give you a sec. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't give you a sec, damn it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me for the night. Episode number 202. Thank you for listening. Drink until you podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. That means you got to down your drink. Cheers, everybody. All right, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Uh, be safe out there. Real quick thought, man. Uh, now that I have this phone number, I need someone's help with this that knows how to do this. I would like to start a ride, uh, a nonprofit drunk ride uh, service. <laughs> That's a horrible way to put it, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like I would love to use this phone number. And you call it if you're too fucking drunk and I, I send out a car to take you where you need to go. Uh, if anyone can help me with that, setting up a nonprofit, I have no idea 
what I'm doing, but I would absolutely love to do that. If I have any volunteers for drivers, you got to be sober, obviously, uh, to drive. Uh, should I put breathalyzers on all that? Dude, I just like, I keep getting these visions of like three little, like drink until you podcast cars that can go out at a moment's notice, you know, I, Hey, I'm too drunk. I'm in deep Ellum. Can you help me out? Yeah. Gotcha. Sending someone your way right now. How cool would that be, right? Uh, So with that said, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a Lyft. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.